the type of conversations you would have with a big sister. Except now, you have two. Hey everyone, welcome back to What's Up, Sis. I'm one of your hosts, Janet. And I'm the other, Sophia. Tis the season to get married. Fa la 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 la. Did you just sing two songs in the first 10 seconds of this episode? <laughs> I guess I did. So, what are your thoughts on wedding season? So excited this year. I will be more involved in the whole process because my brother is getting married next month. And I'm very grateful because seeing the planning from his and his fiance's side, I'm just glad I'm not the first in my family. (laughs) I know. I can totally relate to what he's going through. But you know what? I'm the type of girl that doesn't really like the spotlight on me. And so I love to attend weddings because you get to be part of that special day with the bride and groom. But I have to say, it's hella expensive if you're being invited to multiple weddings in a year. Yep. One of my friends, for example, she has a wedding every single week in July. What? I'm like, dang. Whoa. Aside from the money aspect of it too, right? Like you're working five days a week, you have two days to relax. I need my days to recover. Yeah. Sophia and I just recently went to a wedding in June as well. And after that night, the next day, I felt like I couldn't move. And to note, I didn't even drink any alcohol. (laughs) Even for me, I usually had a lot more. I had two drinks and I was done that night. So Janet, we're aging. I know. And you know what? The tricky thing is for all weddings, they're not the same. And so there are certain things that you should be aware of when you attend a wedding. It varies with religion, culture, the relationship that you have with the bride and groom. You don't want to make it a fashion faux pas to embarrass yourself or your significant other because you didn't follow the rules or the itinerary that the bride and groom had. When I went to my first bridal shower, obviously not the wedding, and thank God I made that mistake at the shower and not the wedding. Lessons learned. (laughs) Oh my God, lesson massively learned. The bride had her shower at her condo party room. So me thinking that, okay, it's not a hall and it's in somebody's condo room. It should be a casual event. Also, I had work in that evening. So it's just generic black pants or jeans and our uniform. Mm -hmm. Janet, I kid you not. I got there and literally everyone is dressed up in like cute cocktail dresses. And here I am strolling in with sneakers, jeans, and a black sweater. (gasps) No. Yep. So hopefully in sharing what we're going to share today, we'll help you listeners avoid having a disaster like I did. (laughs) But first, I have to put out a disclaimer because Sophia and I were not wedding planners and we're not experts in any sense when it comes to weddings. (laughs) But just based on our experience so far, it would be nice to know, you know? For sure. Let's start with some easy ones of what you should do as a wedding guest. Okay. The first obvious one is even before the wedding, to RSVP as soon as you can so that the groom and bride can make their final wedding plans. Seeing the whole planning process from you and my brother, I truly 
understand the reason why you actually do need to RSVP by that set time. Please do it as soon as you can because as I'm planning for my wedding as well, I know that there's a domino effect of how this will impact the wedding planning. For example, if you don't know the number of people that will come to your wedding, you won't be able to finalize your guest list, which then Mm -hmm. impacts the venue, which then Mm -hmm. impacts the catering menu and all these other things. And then when you go to wedding, there's usually a seating chart, right? So you don't want your name scribbled up in pen because you decide to RSVP late and sat at a random table because the table that you were supposed to sit at is full now. Yeah. And I'm sure you, you know, usually get RSVP invites a year out. So I'm sure you don't have plans. Just click yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like things happen in life where you can't really plan for it all the time. And so if things do happen, just let the maid of honor, best man, or even the bride and groom himself know that you won't be able to attend, but you can still give some type of gift to appreciate that they invited you. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Okay, so that is the easy one, right? Time for the more controversial dress code and color. Oh my Sophia, god. Sophia, I know you have a few stories. <laughs> Do not effing wear white. Yeah. Any shade of white, off-white, cream, eggshell, like we're not at a paint store. Anything that could look like white, do not wear white to a freaking wedding. Yeah, like, and I don't get it. And luckily, I haven't experienced any of that in any of the weddings that I went to so far. People would always wear, you know, nude or darker colors or obvious colors that aren't white. Right. That's what I would have assumed. But there was a couple weddings that my sister-in-law or soon-to-be sister-in-law went to. And she was so shocked that there were at least one or two people at that wedding wearing white or a shade of white. Oh, my gosh. And it's not like full floral where you can be like, okay, maybe it's like pink and white. No, 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 no. It was white. Oh my gosh. Why would people want to wear white on specifically that day? I'm sure their closet has so many other colors. I'm sure white is even the hardest color to find in a dress in the shopping mall. Why would you wear that? It's the least flattering if you're worried about your body shape. Because you know how they say black is more flattery or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Janet, just FYI, if you need me to spill red wine on anybody as your bridesmaid, I will do that. Uh. I'm clumsy. (laughs) Okay, so here is something that I sometimes need to know for dress code. Appropriateness. So we'll circle back to my first point. What is appropriate in terms of style or fit for a wedding? And I think that kind of boils down to where the venue will be and maybe the customs and how religious Mm -hmm. or cultural the wedding is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like if it's more like uh, formal, like at a banquet hall, um, at a really fancy restaurant, then expect to bring out your, you know, nice dresses. Mm -hmm. Or if it's like a backyard wedding or a more casual wedding with just a few friends, Mm-hmm. I feel like you could be more casual in a sense where you can wear a summer dress, for example. Oh, that's true. What do you think? Okay, so banquet hall, it doesn't have to be a gown, right? If it's like a banquet hall. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a full out gown. Like you're not, you know, competing for a fashion mm-hmm. show or anything. But maybe something less 
clubbing attire if you're going to a yes. banquet hall. Yeah, and I then, feel like for formal wear, there's a specific type of material. Yes. Right? Compared to like when you're going out clubbing or to parties. That kind of fabric, it's more of like stretchy, cottony. It's like a t-shirt. Yeah. Whereas when you go to a formal, I feel like it's more structured. Silky. More flowy, silky. Exactly. Satin, maybe chiffon. A material that makes it a little bit more elegant and fancy. Usually for me, if the dress can get pilly, you know, when like it has the little uh, fabric dust on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should not be worn at a wedding because that's how you know your dress is too casual. Oh, yeah. And I know some people might think I should be able to wear whatever I want. Like I'm invited. I'm paying for my seat at the table. But it's like, first of all, you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to be the sore thumb sticking out because Mm -hmm. you're wearing like totally different attire compared to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And then second of all, how would you look in photos? Do you oh want to be that person standing yeah. out? And then you want people to talk about you? Yeah. And you're going to ruin the picture for them too. Exactly. So Janet and I are Vietnamese, so we can give a little bit of our point of view if you're coming to another aspect of the wedding, like the tea ceremony. But mm-hmm. some of the other ones, if you listeners have any tips, let us know because I'm sure we'll have multicultural friends that we may not know certain things mm-hmm. when we're attending those wedding. But if you are going to a tea ceremony or anything culture, I feel like it should be a little bit more modest. I think so too. Especially for Vietnamese culture, it's not the same as westernized culture where you're trying to show, you know, your assets. <laughs> <laughs> like it's supposed to be more traditional and elegant. You're trying mm-hmm. to respect culture Mm -hmm. um for Vietnamese tea ceremony the bride wears red and gold right so don't wear red that is the color like similarly to westernized weddings you don't wear white we don't wear red for Mm -hmm. our tea ceremonies and the groom would wear blue oh really yeah okay and they can wear red too my cousin wore blue for his wedding Mm -hmm. red is like good luck and prosperity so that's why you would wear red Mm -hmm. so I think for those kind of events, if you are invited to attend, I feel like you can wear either your casual clothes or like summer clothes or whatever time of the season it is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you can wear whatever, unless the bride or groom says, you know, we want you to wear the traditional clothing mm-hmm. for pictures and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the times people who aren't part of the culture wouldn't expect you to wear the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Because then where would you get this from just to attend? Yeah, just for that few hours. So the rule of thumb is just keep the cultural nuances in mind. One of my friends, she's Indian and she's Sikh. And she mentioned, I can't dress the way I would normally dress to these certain events. And I didn't know that. And I'm actually really glad she told me because I probably would have pulled that bridal shower story again if I were to attend an Indian oh, yeah, Sikh yeah, wedding. Yeah. Um, but me and Janet don't want to speak on those cultures' behalves. And if you're not sure, ask the bridemaid, their groomsmen. It's a lot better just to reach out and ask than to show up and literally look like a fool. Yeah, don't assume. Don't be a Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we know, you know, 
before the wedding, RSVP, wear appropriate clothes, and if you're not sure, ask the bride and groom or the bridesmaid and groomsmen. Mm-hmm. Now, actually going to the event, one of the most important things is to be punctual, on time. As I'm planning my wedding, I realize how important it is for people to be on time because mm-hmm. you booked a venue for a certain amount of time. And okay. after a certain amount of time, you can be charged if you go over that time. Mm-hmm. And so given that amount of time that you booked the venue, you prepare and schedule specific events throughout. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be the guest that comes in late or you miss parts of the wedding Or God forbid you show up in the middle of the vows or like an important speech or something. Yeah. Based on my personality, I would rather be, you know, 10, 15 minutes early than the time suggested. Because I know when you get there, you're going to have to settle down. You want to go take a look at everything. Mm -hmm. Go find your seat and freshen up maybe if the car ride was long. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so then now that you're at the wedding, when you first go in, you need to bring a little something something for the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. But how much do you give? So if your wedding invite says envelopes only or something along the lines, FYI, that means money or a check <laughs> or something. Don't be that person that walks in with like a gigantic box that's wrapped up with their gift. Because then they're going to have to bring it home after. Mm-hmm. So, Janet, how much do we put in this little sacred envelope? So the thing is, I feel like times are changing. So mm-hmm. my parents tell me all the time, you know, when I had a wedding, it didn't cost thousands of dollars. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you're so Must lucky. Be nice. Because the minimum now to book a venue and when you add up all the costs for, you know, your vendors, it's at least 30 to 40k Mm, damn yeah and And that's like a modest i guess not splurging wedding yeah not splurging you're trying to be cost efficient Mm -hmm. um doing diys and all those things but still it goes up to 30k and so i feel like especially with inflation now the market conditions have changed and so you have Mm -hmm. to be aware of that don't just think you know Five years ago, when I went to a wedding, people said to give $100. That $100 is not going to go anywhere this time around. Exactly. Nowadays, you cannot be giving $100 to your bride and groom because the venue prices have gone up. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the new $100 may be $150 mm-hmm. for them to even cover your seat at the venue. Right. And I think that's the thing. Like, I don't want to make this sound like a transaction, but when you're considering what you should give or the how much I think at the very least it should cover your seat at the table for food and obviously you don't know you know how much the food is going to cost or how much the venue is going to cost but keep in mind depending on where you're going if you're going to a super fancy banquet hall if you're going to a small backyard wedding um, or just like a little bridal party I guess if people do that This is just like the standard, right? Like the baseline. Of course, if you know them well and Mm -hmm. you're very close to the bride and groom, of course, you can give as much as you want. Like, for example, for, you know, family members that are getting married, um, definitely it can go up to $500 to $1,000 and more Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. 
you know, this is your family that's getting right. married. You're paying for your seat, but then you want to gift them something exactly, to celebrate their wedding as well. Yeah, for them to start, you know, um, their new life as married yeah. couple. Yep. So what if you have kids? Do you give the same amount as an adult seat? I think so. <laughs> I'm sorry, but because I'm planning my wedding, I know that each seat, no matter how old or how young you are, ends up still being a seat. You mean there's no senior discount? <laughs> Sorry, there's no <laughs> child discount. There's no senior discount. A seat is still mm-hmm. a seat at the table. Yeah. The other thing is you also don't want to stretch your finances too thin if mm-hmm. you genuinely can't afford to be at the wedding. So, Janet, your thoughts on this? I know you want your guests there to celebrate as well, but you mm-hmm. also don't want them to break the bank. Yeah. And you know what? Inflation is crazier and faster than how fast my salary is going up so (laughs) I definitely understand where like your friend that you mentioned right that has Mm -hmm. a wedding like every week within the month of July yeah it's crazy I'm like okay it sounds like super fun but at the same time it's like damn every week you're gonna be having to not only attend but also provide a gift to the bride and groom right especially if you have a plus one too yeah and if you have a plus one even more so For me, I feel like if you have a lot of weddings coming up, you definitely have to pick and choose which ones you go to. Mm -hmm. For example, what if you're not really close to that couple? Mm -hmm. Personally, I would only attend weddings if I'm really close to those people because I want to truly be happy for them and Mm -hmm. excited to be there on their special day. Mm -hmm. If they're a close friend and you really can't make the wedding, then maybe you send, you know, like a small Mm -hmm. gift. Okay, so what are your thoughts then for people who have destination weddings? Right. In terms of gifting, when you are attending a destination wedding, do you still need to bring a gift? I had friends who had destination weddings where they said, you know, it's enough that that person Mm -hmm. or guest just comes because they know they have to pay for their flight tickets and then Mm -hmm. also their resort room. And I have some friends who also pay their rooms for their guests. Oh, So the only thing they would pay for is the flight. Yeah. Mm. I need some of those friends. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess it's all dependent on the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. But personally, as I'm planning my wedding, I chose to have it locally instead just because I have a lot of family members who wouldn't have the financials or wouldn't be able to fly out to a destination Mm -hmm. wedding. And Mm -hmm. for me, if I want all of my families to be there to celebrate my special day with me, then I'd just rather have it local so it's more convenient for everyone. Mm-hmm. fair enough yeah yeah but at the same time it's a trade-off because I know my husband really wanted a destination wedding but mm-hmm. I'm like I really want my grandpa to be there and right. you know he's getting old so I guess with destination weddings if you do attend that you don't necessarily need to bring a gift because your presence there is the gift Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but do you think you should still go empty-handed and when we say empty-handed I'm thinking like an envelope or card even if there's no gift in it no never (laughs) I feel like you should never go empty-handed for any kind of event right Mm -hmm. like if you think about it if you go to a birthday party are you gonna go empty-handed if you go to bridal shower, are you going to go empty-handed? It's kind of weird. Yeah, but I guess maybe this will apply more for local weddings because if you are going destination, you don't want to give them so many 
cards to carry with them back home, right? But I guess for local weddings, you should bring a card no matter what. Even if, I think Janet, you mentioned that you would do e-transfers. Yeah, so the reason why I consider e-transfers now, because, you know, you don't want to have a miscommunication Mm -hmm. as well. Like after the wedding reception, the bride and groom and their groomsmen and bridesmaids will all come together to count the money if you're giving them actual cash, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're opening all of these envelopes and what if they're not reading like what money is from who? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I just want to avoid all of that miscommunication. So yeah, yeah. what I did recently is did an e-transfer and then mm-hmm. I let the bride know beforehand. And then also I brought a card mm-hmm. um, that was personalized for them. And then also had a note in that card that said, oh yeah, by the way, I made an e-transfer to whatever your email. That's the first I've heard about an e-transfer, but it does make sense. I would even say just to bring a card. So it's like a reminder for them. I don't know about every bride and groom, but I'm a sentimental person. So I like to keep my cards. And I'm just picturing, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years down, you open up your box of wedding cards and you're like, oh. remember so-and-so was at the wedding. Remember oh, like this, so this person. Whereas like if you sent um, just an e-transfer, which is fine um, if you want to make sure it's secure and everything. Um, but then they're not going to keep that text message that you sent them or that print out that email confirmation or whatever, right? <laughs> so bringing in a card, um, it just looks nice. Yeah, honestly, for me, as a bride, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, like, it would be nice to have a card from my closest friends and family. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't want it to stack up in my house. I'm okay with them just being there to celebrate. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. But to each their own. I know you like cards, Sophia. <laughs> so if anyone's attending my wedding, please bring cards. If you're attending Janet's, up to you if you want to make a card. Optional. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, along with not coming empty-handed, another don't at a wedding is don't make personal requests to the bride and groom. So I know everyone's biggest thing when they go to weddings is the food. I mean, yes, the bride and groom is important too. But let's be honest, you're there for the food and the drinks. I am a picky eater, but there's one thing that I wouldn't request of the bride and groom is to accommodate for my picky eating. If you have dietary restrictions, that's a different story. You know, if you're lactose intolerant, if you can't have gluten, you're vegetarian, vegan, or whatever, that is something you can let them know in the RSVP. But for me, where I don't like spicy or I don't like onions, I can't just be like, hey, can you guys, you know, accommodate me? Yeah, I feel like if it's not dietary restrictions and I have a feeling that, you know, brides and grooms, when they're selecting their catering menu or the dishes to be served, I'm sure they're trying to choose the most standard option so that mm-hmm. everyone can enjoy, which is most time why, like, I feel like westernized food are so bland. <laughs> but you know, that's the reason why, because they're trying mm-hmm. to cater to everyone. But like Sophia said, if you don't like specific foods or garnishes, do not ask them to specifically mm-hmm. tell the kitchen or the vendor to leave off that piece of onion or, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's not your day. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I went to an half Indian wedding and I don't eat spice and certain <laughs> cultures have primarily spicy food again you can't make that personal request as a guest have a meal before you go yeah that's a good idea or you know eat when you get home 
because you one out of the hundred plus people, they're not gonna re up their whole menu just to accommodate for you. Yeah, and you have to keep in mind it's a wedding, not a restaurant that you're going mm-hmm. to. You're not ordering your own dish. Everyone is eating the same food. Mm-hmm. So another personal request, in my opinion, is a heated topic because I have asked another friend who disagreed with me. But in my opinion, if you're a wedding guest, don't ask a bride and groom to seat you with specific people or not seat you with specific people. Mm. When the bride and groom are creating their seating charts, they're trying to put everyone who are friends together. There's some rhyme and reason for why you're seated with people. Yeah. You can't just be like, I want to sit with Janet at this wedding. Can you seat me with her? Exactly. Even they already have it all set up. Yeah, and I think it's hard because like, I know when you go to a wedding, you want to be seated with your friends because mm-hmm. obviously it's more fun that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to know that the bride and groom are doing their best to fill their tables mm-hmm. uh, based on their guest list. And so you might not always be able to be seated with your friends. Right. And I think the controversial thing here that Sophia is mentioning is it's not your day. Stop <laughs> making these requests. Unless that person that you're seated with has done something very maliciously harmful to you, mm-hmm. then why? Why do you need to request to sit somewhere else? Can you not mm-hmm. be an adult for five, six hours? To each their own, but there's already so much that the bride and groom is thinking about. And if they move you outside of the table, then now they're going to have to fill in two seats with somebody else who may not know the rest of the table. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. So for your friend... I get where she's coming from too. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I guess like if you do make that request, Mm -hmm. at least volunteer yourself to be moved instead Mm -hmm. of requesting certain people at the table to be moved. Right. Yeah. If you're the one who has the problem, then you should be part of the solution offering to move yourself. Yeah. And saying you can move me anywhere, but I don't want to sit with these people. Mm -hmm. Whatever's easiest for you as a bride and groom creating the seating chart. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess it also depends on how close you are with the bride and groom. Make that request. Like if I'm going to a co-worker's or colleague's wedding, I'm not going to go to the bride and groom. Hey, like, I don't like this person. I have work drama with them. I don't want to be seated with them, right? Yeah. If it's not that big of a deal, I would say as a guest, just, you know, deal with it. It's one night. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sit, like, not across from them so you don't see them, but not beside them so you're not beside them, but... In a table of 10, I'm sure you'll find somewhere to sit. Mm-hmm. So along the lines of seating requests, what do you think about guest list requests? Either asking about the guest list and who's on it and or adding people to it. Oh, uh, okay. For me, I would be annoyed if someone asked me specifically, who's coming to the wedding, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would that matter? I'm inviting you. You should mm-hmm. come to celebrate me and my husband on our special day, not coming because this person's coming so mm-hmm. I can have a good time, right? Sorry, Jen. I'm not coming to your wedding unless you have a celebrity there. <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't make sense for you to even care about the guest list. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you mentioned, to even a request for other people to come. Mm-hmm. That's like, what the... I can't imagine anyone having that thought cross their mind. Also, like, that friend will probably feel ways about attending a wedding that they weren't invited to. It's the bride and groom's day, and they invited certain people for 
specific reasons because they are close with them. They've seen their relationship grow. If they didn't invite somebody, then they probably did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such an awkward conversation. Can you imagine like going up to the bride and groom? Hey, can you invite uh, my friend Sarah? Like, remember you guys used to hang out all the time? And then what does the bride and groom say? Oh, we're not that close anymore. I don't like, like it's such a weird, I don't know. You know, awkward situation for both parties, I feel. Mm-hmm. And then on that note, Um, If you are bringing a plus one, do not bring one unless you are given one. Yeah. So the thing is about weddings is that, you know, brides and grooms, maybe they have a venue that's super small or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a backyard wedding. So they don't Mm -hmm. have that space to invite everyone. And so sometimes they can decide no one is bringing a plus one Mm -hmm. or everyone is bringing a plus one, but it's dependent on what they want. You cannot go to them and say, can I bring this person and this person when they specifically said no plus ones, right? Mm -hmm. And they probably accounted when they are sending out the invitations. Like if the capacity at that venue is 100, then they'll send out 100 invitations. And if you come back with a plus one that was not accounted for, where's that plus one going to sit? In the corner? (laughs) (laughs) So what are your thoughts on the type of plus one so are you okay to bring a plus one that you've been dating for that you met on tinder last week (laughs) or does it have to be like someone like you're seriously considering as a significant other yeah for me I feel like it doesn't really matter if I'm saying all my friends can bring a plus one I don't think I should have a say in who they should or should not bring like Mm -hmm. if I'm giving them plus one they should choose and decide who they want to bring as long as that person does not do anything disruptive Mm -hmm. during the wedding I think I'm fine with that fair enough so if you had a friend whose person they're dating not even official is a little say rowdy oh that becomes an issue yeah as a bride I would do my best to suggest they not invite them but you know it gets tricky when there's family members yeah no I think everyone just has to be responsible and respectful and yes not disrupting the whole event Mm -hmm. so along the lines of plus ones i'm seeing this a lot more commonly now where weddings will ask guests to not bring their kids what are your thoughts on that so the thing is when your invitation goes out and it says you are invited to the wedding reception of who and who and they say yes you can bring a plus one doesn't that only mean you can bring one plus one I agree. Yeah. Right. Unless the invitation is addressed to, you know, Janet and family. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if the invitation is like that, specifically saying you and a plus one, then that's mm-hmm. all you can bring. Mm-hmm. Don't just automatically assume that you can bring your kids and your other friends to the wedding because there's going to be no seat for them. Mm-hmm. Growing up, there were so many kids, but now, you know, with venue restrictions, um, cost of weddings and everything I'm seeing a lot of people say no kids and they're only you know if anything making exceptions for immediate family members yeah I think definitely for immediate family members your cousins I guess your nephews nieces I think that's okay Mm -hmm. but if it's friends uh, I'm gonna have to rethink because first of all it's already pricey enough when Mm -hmm. you are booking the venue and each seat costs about 150 or up And Mm so, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like each seat is still a seat no matter how old Mm -hmm. or young you are. And so 
will you be still paying for your kids? Mm -hmm. To the brides and grooms who are planning the weddings there, address your invitation accordingly. And to the guests who are coming, if you're unsure, it does not hurt to ask. You don't want to be that person where your kids are sitting on your lap because they were not accounted for and your table is full. And if you are bringing your kids, and I say this to any social event, not even just wedding, please watch your kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Weddings are fun for kids. You know, they get to run around. There's a dance floor and everything, but there's a time and place. Yeah. So in the middle of, let's say, speeches or, you know, when the servers are serving the food, get your kids to sit down. If they cannot behave, take them outside. I'm saying this as a non-parent right now because I don't have kids. But it's just, I don't know. I love kids, but when they're like monkeys. Yeah, so like Sophia said, if you are able to bring your kid, just control them. You don't want your kids to be having tantrums and you're not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. Plus, you don't want to be that parent who seems that they can't parent their kids and they require another parent to parent their kids. Yeah, and I get that everyone has different parenting styles. Yeah. Before an event, please be respectful of the bride and groom and mm-hmm. how they have scheduled and organized their wedding. Right. And the other thing, too, is I keep in mind weddings can be long for kids, right? They might not have Wi-Fi there. So if you don't have your iPad there to keep them, you oh, know, yeah. like preoccupied or, you know, you might want to stay a little bit longer and party with the bride and groom and you don't want your kids to be tired by bedtime. So yeah. keep all that just so everyone can enjoy the wedding. And also note, the bride and groom are paying for photography and videography. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's costly and you don't want your kid to be the one that ruins it, right? And I get it too because I know a lot of parents, they want their kid to be part of every event or experience. But sometimes you just have to follow what the bride and groom wants. Right. Something that I've noticed that is different from the weddings I attended when I was a kid is the centerpieces at the table. Mm. Do not assume that you can take the centerpiece home. Because a lot of times now, in the weddings that I've been to recently, the centerpieces are rentals. Yeah. Actually, that is a very good point because I never knew that as well. I thought it's something that you can take home, like a party gift. (laughs) Yeah. Or even sometimes like at the tables, they have like the cute little shot glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like flowers you think you can just take home. Yeah. But the thing is, you need to ask the bridesmaids or the groomsmen if it's something that you can take home. Because like Sophia said, what if it is a rental and then they have to pay They're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember when I was younger and we would go to these weddings, we would play games with a centerpiece, you know, like hot potato where you pass it like in the music stops and whoever lands on gets to keep it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they play games like that or if they explicitly tell you take the centerpiece home, then yes, absolutely do that. Yeah, good point. But if they don't say anything, or if they say that it's a rental, that is code word from do not touch, leave it there. Yeah, good point, good point. And finally, do not take the thunder away from the bride and groom. And what we mean when we say thunder is that you don't want to take the spotlight away from the actual people for that event, the bride and the Mm -hmm. groom, whether it's talking and being a distraction while they're making their speeches or doing their dances you Mm -hmm. should be seated and enjoying that moment with them instead of standing up and going to the bar or standing up and going to your friend's table and talking Mm -hmm. 
there are plenty of time, you know, when the dance floor is open, you can socialize with people. When you're eating, you can socialize. But more than just like talking over them, you getting up and moving around to get your drink. God forbid you cross paths with the photographer or the videographer and you ruin that shot because you're up and about, right? Just, Just don't do it. Yeah, You think it's common sense, but... From what I've talked to with some of my other friends who've been to weddings, there's always one or two of those people. <laughs> the wedding that I recently went to, too, where people would think they're quietly whispering to each other during the speeches, mm-hmm. but in a room that's quiet with the bride or the groom or whoever's giving the speech talking, you whispering can still be heard. Yeah. And if you're whispering, the other table thinks that they can whisper too. And then when you have the whole room whispering, you have this little like hum yeah that's drowning out the speeches or just distracting to the dances yeah and it's funny because Sophia and I actually experienced this at the wedding that we recently went to where the groom actually had to make an announcement telling people who were at the bar to go back to their seats so that they can finish their speeches and Mm -hmm. I'm just like damn those people it's so embarrassing for you to be called out like that because mm-hmm. now everyone at their tables will now be looking over to you and seeing you walk back to your table. Like, yeah. why would you want that? And it just takes away from like the magic of the moment as well. So yeah, don't do it. like just for him just to don't. make an announcement like that, it's like, oh, emotions back down to zero, <laughs> build it up again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was a really, 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 really long list. <laughs> And as Sophia is helping her brother out with his wedding and I'm starting to plan my own, Mm -hmm. you know, these are things that we have taken as pointers as we attended these events and hopefully they will help you too, whether it's your first wedding that you're attending or maybe you can relate to us as you've gone to many weddings yourself. And if there are any other do's or don'ts that you have that we haven't listed yet, let us know on Instagram at whatsupsispod. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a like, follow, and share. We're on podcast platforms like Spotify and Google Podcasts. And if you're tuning in on Spotify, there's a poll under the show notes. Let us know what your favorite part about attending a wedding is. Until then, if you're in the car, drive safe. And if you're just hanging out, have a great weekend. Bye! Bye.